Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahoma's Oklahoma State football podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. We're uh, recapping Oklahoma State's 58-44 victory in the season opener over Central Michigan. Well, I really like this offense. Yeah, I really like the speed. I like Spencer Sanders. Um, he looks he looks even better than he did last year, and he looked really good last year. And if they play with this tempo, a lot of teams are going to struggle to stop them, and I think that's good. Um, I liked myself in defense mostly in the first half. Second half was concerning. Uh, the uh, the pace of the offense was the thing that impressed me more than anything. Um, I don't remember a time last year when they played as efficiently and effectively as they were playing with uh, in this game tonight. So to see that right out of the gate when you've got guys that are, uh, you know, they're not in midseason shape conditioning-wise. They're not, uh, you know, not keeping pace uh, in that way yet. The ceiling for what this offense can be in terms of its pace is uh, is very incredible. So um, I'm 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 very curious to see the next step for this offense in terms of uh, of, of kicking this pace up even faster. Because everybody that we talked to in post game said yes, this was fast, and yes, we can go faster. So that's um, that's what's really going to be impressive. As, uh, as we move forward. Now, moving over to the defensive side of the ball, um, definitely some questions left to be answered, wouldn't you say, Jacob? Absolutely. You know, we, we didn't know what to expect out of this defense coming in, but we, we had an idea on the defensive line, which got pressure but didn't get to the quarterback a lot tonight, but I think that was Central Michigan's design to get rid of the ball fast. But the linebackers had their big moments. They had some up-and-down moments, you know, Mason Cobb was off to a great start, uh, played really, really well, I thought, overall. Uh, led the team in tackles. Um, you know, and then you look at it, and the secondary, I think, struggled at times. Um, Keno Daniels had a big night and uh, did, did well, had his first interception, um, had 11 tackles as well. Jason Taylor had a good night. Um, but there was a lot of passing yards, a lot of, a lot of plays that, that kind of got some guys, and that was concerning. Um, but Derek Mason afterwards said that, you know, he felt like that – you know, he's got to get these guys to learn how to go for the kill a little bit more. Um, and, and that really stands out to me that, you know, this is a group that's so inexperienced and capable of making big plays. They just got to figure out how to come together. Communication was an issue they brought up. Um, and I think if they get this figured out, I liked what I saw in spurts. Um, so I think they have a chance to be pretty good. Yeah, the, uh, the tough thing for me to judge with this, uh, this defense is it's the the dominance that they played with last year is still sort of fresh in mm-hmm. our minds, and um, you know it's hard to gauge, you know what a uh, uh, you know 
a, a less than dominant defense should look like uh, because you don't expect them to be at the same level of last year's defense. Uh, but where is the bar in terms of what they should be uh, and what they can be uh, without comparing them to last year too much? Um, so that's, uh, that's the thing that's, that's going to be tricky to figure out with these guys is, you know, what is, what is the, uh, what's the bar for the linebackers? What do they need to, what level do they need to be at for this defense to be effective? Um, same with the guys in the secondary in, in particular, the new guys, um, you know, it's, uh, Mike Gundy kept talking in post game over and over again, pointing out how young these guys are. And, and even though some of them aren't quote-unquote young, they're young as starters. Uh, and, and they're making their first starts uh, in a lot of cases and being thrown into the fire in a different way than they ever have been before. And I think that's, uh, that's the thing that is going to be really important for them to, uh, to, to take the steps that they need to take to show the progress they're capable of and, and figure out exactly where they're going uh, with this defense because when you look at, uh, at the guys that they lost off of this defense, uh, you've got multiple guys off of this defense from a year ago that are, that are in the NFL right now that made opening rosters. And the, the drop-off is going to happen no matter, no matter what. It's just... A, uh, a matter of guys like Kendall Daniels and Mason Cobb and Xavier Benson learning what their roles are going to be and, uh, and how to, to best be uh, as effective as possible in those roles. So um, it's, a, it's a really complicated thing to try to figure out what exactly this defense is capable of and, uh, and, and what direction they're going to go from this because they had some moments when they looked really good. Uh, and then they had some uh, some moments when there were obvious questions. So um, you mentioned Kendall Daniels. I talked about him a bit, but uh, you know he did not get the start, which was a little bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. But um, really played, I thought, a, a pretty exceptional game myself. Yeah, he was he was equally as impressive as everyone anticipated him to be. And you know that's that's exactly what you want to find from a guy that, you know, is a second year player that is highly touted as he is um, with cap- the capabilities he has with his six foot four frame. Um, you know, he got the interception, um, which is a really good play for him and good booster. And, and I asked him, I said, you know, you, you talked to me in the preseason about, you know, you wanted to come in here and play immediately and you didn't get that chance. And that was kind of a bummer, but this is what you envisioned when you got your chance. And he basically said, no, not really. He said, I kind of thought I'd come in here and not really have any tackles, just kind of play a game and be solid and make things work. And then uh, it turns out he had 11 tackles. And he's like, the interception, he said, yeah, I kind of kind of envisioned that, though. He said, my first high school game, I had an interception. So I thought, you know, it'll come full circle and I'll get another interception. And, you know, and I was <laughs> like, oh, all right. And so, um, you know. Got to love the confidence. Yeah, you know, so, you know, you, you like that. And, you know, you talk with guys with, like, Jason Taylor was was really high on him in post game, and Derek Mason was too. And you know that's that's good. I think that's a guy that I think is really going to emerge uh, as in the next few weeks as he starts to get more and more comfortable with the game and the speed and uh, and really improve. All right, moving back to the offensive side of the ball, I would say the biggest question 
that did not really get even a hint of an answer, really, was the running back situation yeah. and what things are going to look, look like behind Dominic Richardson. I think, um, you know, it's it's obviously established that Richardson is the guy. He averaged 6.8 yards of carry, even though he didn't get a kind of t- ton of carries. Only nine attempts tonight, 61 yards and a touchdown. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it, it seems pretty clear that, that Jaden Nixon is right there. Uh, ready to be the number two guy, um, you know, and he's a little bit of a change of pace uh, from Richardson. Uh, but you know, Ollie Gordon had a had a couple of moments. Mm-hmm. We, uh, you know, didn't, didn't get to see C.J. Brown. Uh, you know, Zach uh, Zach Middleton scores a touchdown, which was really cool to see. Um, and uh, you know, DeAndre Jackson still dealing with the uh, the transcript issue that he mentioned on uh, on Twitter on Wednesday. So. Um, just, you know, only 17 carries for running backs. And a lot of those came late when they were just trying to run out the clock. So it's uh, really hard to get an idea uh, what exactly the running back rotation is going to look like, don't you think? Yeah, and I think, you know, I don't – this game I kind of wonder what we get an idea of anyways. I wasn't sure we get an idea what the defense is going to be like with Derek Mason entirely. Um, that, and then once you lost DeAndre Jackson, I kind of thought, mm-hmm. We may not get a full example of what this running back group could do. Um, but, you know, you got to like what you saw from Dominic Richardson, like you mentioned. I liked what I saw from Jay Nixon and Ollie Gordon's spin move. Oh, my gosh. That spin move was ridiculous. Right. That was uh, that was very quick and very tight. It was very <laughs> impressive. And and he caught the ball well. That was on a reception. Um, I thought Ollie Gordon yeah. as a receiver was pretty impressive. And so um, they got some answers there to the things they could do. Uh, running backs think it's going to work, but uh, yeah, I have no idea how they're going to disperse carries. Um, but that's the you know the beauty of the next two weeks. I think they can get that figured out a little bit uh, heading into Baylor and in after the bye week. Yeah, really. Um, that was one thing I was really looking forward to learning a little bit about, and uh, and don't feel like we don't feel like we learned a ton. So uh, very interesting. We should address the uh, the injuries. Uh, Blaine Green did not play as expected. Uh, that wrist injury sounds like it's pretty significant. Hard to say exactly when he might return. Um, now he was a true freshman last year. He can come back and play four games or fewer this year and, and still save a, uh, save a season, still redshirt. Um, you know, if he ends up being out a, a really extended period of time, uh, Jaden Bray did not play as well. Undisclosed injury there. Uh, that sounds like it, uh, it happened. Um, you know, not too uh, not too long uh, ago in the uh, the recent past, uh, Mike Gundy essentially called him week to week, basically in his uh, his post game. Um, we had heard that Jake Schultz wasn't going to play, and then uh, and then the uh, the walk on from Prague gets in the game and uh, makes his first career catch. So um, interesting twist there. So um, you know, it uh, it was sounding like it might be a little bit nerve wracking with some of the injury rumors that were floating around earlier in the day, but um, it didn't, uh, didn't turn out to be too terribly bad and, uh, and didn't seem to be anybody that really got dinged up too bad in the, uh, in the, the course of the game. So uh, that, was, uh, that was important as well. So um, anything else, Jacob, in terms of uh, things we expected, didn't expect, things that stood out? Yeah, I, I still go back to Spencer and just the way he played. Um, and Brayden Johnson, I think, too, needs to be mentioned here and how he came back and 
Oh, looks like the veteran and steps into the to the Z position very, very well. Um, position he has to play. And Got so targeted ten times, caught six passes for 133 yards. Career, career, career highs, really all the touchdown, the, the receptions, and the yards were all career highs. So that's big time. Yeah, it was. Brennan Presley was was solid as well. Five catches for 83. Uh, JP Richardson had the big touchdown yeah. early and uh, ended ended up with 73 yards. Uh, so a uh, a uh, great start for him. So um, the receivers, I thought, all were uh, were very effective in uh, uh, you know not uh, not a lot of drops, uh, one or two maybe, but not a ton. Um, we we got to talk about the, uh, the the target punting because that's the first thing that Mike got <laughs> to get to do yeah. step to the podium. That's what we had to uh, to hear about was the target punting and how great uh, things were from uh, from Tom Hutton and the uh, the coverage unit. So. Uh, a plus for those guys right off the top, uh, because otherwise Gundy wouldn't have talked about it so highly. So, all right, man, um, we've uh, we've arrived at the car. Uh, I, I assume uh, this is our natural ending point for this. Anything? Uh, I guess we'll finish with uh, with my my regular question. The most important thing I forgot. Anything else that's uh, that's out there? Ooh, anything that you that you forgot? Let's see. Uh, the new turf. That new turf is bright. Oh, the, the green that is the green is just as bright as the orange, and it kind of feels funny. So I want to ask some players about that. Yeah, I'm I'm curious what the what the players uh, how they feel about it. It it feels weird walking on it. Um, very uh, different than uh, what I've been on before. So I'm, I'm, I wonder what it's like to play on. How uh, how slippery it might be or uh, squishy. Um, uh, very curious about all of that. So. All right. With that said, I think this is uh, the perfect ending point for our, uh, our our post-game Twitter spaces slash podcast. So uh, thanks to all who listen. And uh, we'll be uh, uh, next Tuesday out at, uh, out at Stone Cloud for our, uh, our new midweek podcast, which is also a YouTube video. So stick with us for all the fun things that we're doing here on the, uh, on the Cowboy Chronicles podcast. And thank you very much for listening.